0: So, good morning, everyone. Um, this is the first episode of uh, the, the Financial Crossover, the podcast. Um, I don't have a guest with me uh, for this episode. Uh, I'm going to do this uh, as a solo uh, solo speaker. And uh, today, I'm going to talk about um, buying uh, your first real estate investment. And what I'm going to be doing is uh, sharing uh, my first-hand experience of what I went through uh, when I bought my first um, piece of real estate. So, um, just to give you a background, I think I was around, uh, I was 25 years old uh, when I first bought uh, my first piece of uh, property. And uh, it was a property located in uh, Santa Rosa, now known as uh, the Valley area. Um, it was a uh, a company called Community Innovations. Uh, at the time, that that was the name. Um, now it's better known as Alveo. So uh, it's a um, it's an Ayala company. And uh, I can specifically remember uh, seeing the ad for those properties the first time it came out in a newspaper. And I remember that my dad actually handed me the newspaper. Um, showing me the property and telling me that that would be a good piece of uh, property to purchase uh, given uh, the price point at the time and uh, uh, the developer which was Ayala which um, we all know is uh, one of the top if not the top uh, developer here in the Philippines so I, I did take a look at it and um, luckily there were um, real estate agents nearby uh, living in the area that I was in and, uh, you know, I took a leap of faith and uh, I bought the property. <laughs> um, to be honest, I had, uh, I had both good and bad experiences uh, with it. Uh, I kept the property for about five years and eventually I, um, I had to sell it. Uh, but uh, I learned a lot of lessons um, because of doing that. And I'd like to share some of those lessons that I learned uh, with you today. So um, I'm looking at some of the details of uh, this property that I bought. I, I still have some files on it. So uh, the uh, price of uh, the property at the time was uh, about $3.8 million. Um, Of course, I didn't have $3.8 million, So uh, most of uh, that I had to borrow from the bank. But um, the bank at the time that I borrowed from uh, required me to make a down payment of about 10%, which is uh, $380,000. Uh, at that point in time, uh, I had that savings uh, in my account because I had been saving for quite some time already. So I'd probably be, been saving for about six years, um, uh, six years worth of my salary and uh, I was able to come up with a down payment uh, my monthly amortization uh, from the bank was about 28,000 almost 30,000 a month and the loan tenure was about 15 years so uh, the monthly amortization the amount was actually uh, very high for me at the time because uh, that was practically my entire salary during those times if ever I had very little left so if you're wondering how I got that loan approved uh, my parents well, well my dad particularly had to sign off um, as a co borrower so it was the only way that I could get uh, my uh, my bank loan approved so uh, my dad uh, was you know supportive of my decision to buy this property so he signed off on it but he made it clear to me that he would absolutely not um, give me a single peso uh, if I couldn't come up with the monthly amortization, but um, uh, but honestly, he did help me out a few times, especially when it got very difficult for me. But uh, man, he did make it very difficult, and uh, I'm thankful he did because you know those really did teach me uh, a lot of a lot of lessons, you know, in how to manage money. Um, so uh, here's a, a couple things that I would like to note. Uh, that I experienced or actually some of the fundamental errors that I made uh, when I bought this piece of real estate. Okay, so uh, I was really overextended uh, on the bank loan. Um, Usually, uh, banks uh, will only give you a maximum of um, 30% uh, of your monthly take-home pay. As the uh, as the amortization uh, but in reality I think this was more towards 80% of my monthly take-home pay so I had really nothing left so that was a big problem um, second is actually I felt if I waited a few more years I could have uh, um, I could have saved a bit more and I would have been able to make a bigger down payment so if I made a bigger down payment that means I would have had smaller monthly amortizations. So I may have been too quick to pull the trigger. Um, Come to think about it now, uh, if I had just uh, saved a bit more, maybe got it up to around over half a million in savings, which I feel like I could have done in uh, another year or so, maybe a year and a half, depending on how much I was spending at the time. But I could have done that. And it would have made things much easier for me to pay. Uh, The other one is I think I miscalculated uh, how much my yearly uh, income increase would be. So I think this was a very big fundamental error that I made. Um, So in, in my mind, I was going to double my salary every so often like every two to three years my salary would double but in reality that didn't happen sure my salary did increase as i uh, progressed throughout my career i changed jobs i changed companies generally when you change a company or when you change companies uh, your uh, your salary does increase and mine did uh, however it wasn't enough to uh, to cover all, all all the other expenses that, uh, that i was incurring at the time So, uh, a better way to have done this was to have been a bit more conservative uh, with my computations. And uh, if you guys are going uh, to purchase your first piece of real estate, I would uh, advise you to do the same. And then, uh, number four would be, um, I really went for the best or the, the prime piece of property that I could purchase at the time. Uh, so as I said earlier uh, Community Innovations is known as Alveo uh, which is an Ayala property development arm which uh, Alveo as a brand I think uh, their target is really more of the upper middle class uh, close to affluent and um, honestly that just wasn't me <laughs> um, I was not their target market um, so even uh, even now uh, I'm uh, 10 or 11 years from that time that I made the purchase of that property, uh, I wouldn't even consider myself to be affluent, uh, maybe just middle class. So I look back now and uh, I could have actually comfortably purchased, let's say, a more um, uh, you know, a more conservative type of development, let's say a two-bedroom uh, condo of, let's say, a DMCI type uh, property. So if I did that, I could have kept uh, the investment, and now uh, I would almost be fully paid uh, if I did that. But uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, you learn from. Um, but um, the the property that I had, or or that um, you know that experience, uh, did still help me in terms of finances down the line, because when I sold it. Uh, I was able to buy oh sorry when I sold it I was able to uh, to use a lot of uh, that money for for things that I needed so for example uh, it paid uh, for uh, a lot of it paid for uh, uh, my wedding uh, not all of it because uh, there was a portion of course that my wife did shoulder as well uh, and then a portion of that uh, paid for a down payment of our condo that we're living in now And uh, I was also able to help out financially when my uh, dad got sick um, about five years ago. So there was a lot of good things that happened uh, even uh, if I wasn't able to keep the property. I think the biggest thing is that at least I didn't lose money on on the deal and I learned a lot and it still helped me out in terms of uh, finances so uh you know at some point in our lives uh, we really will have to either rent or buy real estate Um, between the two buying would be ideal since uh, owning real property is uh, better than having to pay rent to someone so a lot of thought and consideration should be given before jumping in because it's a long-term commitment unless of course you're paying it in cash in which case one transaction you're done but if you're like me um, who doesn't have 4, 5, 6 million in their uh, bank accounts, then uh, we'd have to take out bank loans, and those are usually long-term commitments. Uh, so for those who are in the market, you know, it's an exciting time. Uh, I hope your uh, process of selecting is an enjoyable one, and I wish you all the best of luck in your uh, real estate journey. Thank you for listening to this episode of my podcast. Uh, if you want to look me up on other social media platforms, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. My handle is Financial Crossover, and I have a website it's www.financialcrossover.com.